Thank you to the great Prince for bringing us in with a little bit of Raspberry Beret. Uh, I'm your host, Steve Callahan, and this is the 104th episode of One Life Living Podcast. More importantly, I'm your friend Callie, and I am incredibly blessed today to be with Charmaine Beckett and Sarah Ann Meyer. Meyer, yeah. Perfect. Uh, and this is going to be great. Trust me, this is incredibly different from where we've sat before, but I want to touch in on a few things. First of all, just a little reminder that One Life Living Podcast is a vehicle and platform to grow braver, model your values, and be an opportunity for you to impact the world. And I think we're going to do that today. I really do. Uh, through inspiring and motivating interviews and stories shared by what I call global warriors uh, and life nudgers. Life nudges, just kind of nudging you in a little different direction or to keep you aligned on your path. That's what this platform is all about. Uh, in our lives, people that paved the way, uh, this podcast is the canvas for those that choose to truly lead with love and respect. And today, again, I'm joined by Charmaine and Sarah Ann. They are the hosts of what I believe is going to be a rocket podcast called Why Are You Wearing That? Why are you wearing that? So I just want to give a little brief overview. With nearly 35 years of collectible, collective experience in fashion, retail, and merchandising between them both, Charmaine Beckett and Sarah Ann Meyer have been asked, why are you wearing that? And I have asked it as well. <laughs> I may have asked it quietly a lot of times, but I've asked that. I have looked and said, now I've said, said it with the utmost respect and bravery. <laughs> And I'm getting to know Sarah Ann uh, a little better here as well. And I've known Charmaine for a little longer. Um, but they have been asked, why are you wearing that more times than they count? And now they plan to tell you why. Uh, join these two outfit-obsessed friends as they explore how fashion impacts. I love this. I read this earlier. And I've got to tell you, I've been doing some research. But <laughs> impacts history, personal identity, society, and the everyday world as they share what they have learned about life from decades of wearing whatever they want and refusing to apologize for it. Uh, thank you. That sounds so good. I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can, I can do the, I can do the intro. Uh, In a world. <laughs> that, uh, that part I am um, uh, happy to be a part of. I've got, to, I've got to share something with you before that. Uh, and I'm, I'm probably going to age myself a little tiny bit, but you all know I'm 29. Um, there was a cartoon in the Bugs Bunny days mm -hmm. called Bugs Bonnet. And it was actually came out in 1956, which I did not see back then. But if you could ever watch that cartoon, then I'm going to ask you to do that when you get a chance. It was famous. It was about Bugs Bunny and Elmer Fudd. And they were chasing each other around uh, like the woods. This truck drove by kind of exploded the wind blew open the doors and it was a hat truck and all these hats flew around flew around and when the hat landed on either one of them they took on the personality of the hat mm -hmm. so whether it was an army sergeant a bonnet um a hunter's hat they took on the personality of the clothes and it always stuck with me that we become i guess a little bit to me what we wear mm -hmm. absolutely yes and um I guess for me, uh, you know, why the podcast uh, and why taking that theme or that impressions that you have to this level? So I think for us, the podcast was something that we had discussed for a long time because it didn't take Charmaine and I very long upon meeting each other to realize that we had kind of like met a kindred spirit. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> I think we, I knew I liked Sarah before I had actually met her. I had only, I had only heard about her. Oh, yeah. we have a new girl starting work. You're going to love her. It's going to be too in. I was like, yep, I already do. Yeah. Um, so I think that we really have always appreciated the sort of empowerment that we mm -hmm. find within yeah. the clothes that we wear and the freedom to like express ourselves and that can be seen you know across all walks of yes. humanity not just culturally or yeah. like as gender expression or whatever mm -hmm. but we we kind of had looked at it and I have a historical background and uh, a theater background and Sherman has also an interest in history and stuff. And we kind of were like, well, you can see how these trends influence yeah. how people live their lives and yeah. how you're perceived. So like you said, when 
I am so familiar with the Bugs Bunny you're talking about. I feel like that altered some brain chemistry. <laughs> um, and as a hat maker, of course, yes. it was something that I was like really obsessed with. Mm-hmm. But um, you're right. It is like an armor that you wear. And I think that you and I have both like leaned pretty heavily on our on our external yeah. armor. Yeah. There's a lot of ways. There's t- like some days you wake up in the morning, it's like, okay, who do I want to be? <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's so that you can you decide. You can decide who you want to be for that day. It doesn't have to be the same person as it was yesterday. It doesn't have to be the same person you're gonna to be tomorrow. It's an application of dress for the job you want. Um, mm-hmm. not the job you have, but yeah. it's just every single day. Um, so today I guess I'm Brenton Fair worker. <laughs> <laughs> um but it's different for, for, you know, for you to have that and within you and both to have it as a friendship. But now to get to a point where you felt so um, the need to express that through a podcast and to others, mm-hmm. there's more behind this than I just. Like there's, there's some really great conversations that mm-hmm. I know Sarah and I have had at times. And so that's kind of what we wanted it to sound like. We didn't want it yeah. to sound like we were telling people, hey, try this or do this. Right. We wanted it to sound authentic like those conversations right. mm-hmm. that we, those hour-long conversations that we have had multiple times before. Mm-hmm. We're just now, we're sharing those conversations with a wider audience instead of just, right. you know, having that conversation between ourselves. Yeah. Well, and this feeling like you have to commit to the status quo or whatever mm-hmm. is something that, like, personally, I've never done and I know that you had a lot of years where you were kind of like here's your mold get in it and you were just kind of like but I can't I don't fit um and I feel like we kind of both agreed that that was something that we knew there were more people out there and every year we find new friends that love the things that we love and we just see this you know and you're on some online groups where you do exchanges with people that you've never met before and Mm -hmm. you're like this is a huge um network of people that want to be involved in this and then it's like maybe it'll give someone else you know a little bit more confidence to be like oh maybe i'll do the weird thing Mm -hmm. yeah yeah a little less gear the weird thing (laughs) and that's it that's important to understand because some people may not feel comfortable being weird yeah yeah uh yeah we love weird no i know and it's and it's the more that we that we make these words uh just free-flowing Mm-hmm. as opposed to acceptable and mm-hmm. just free flowing that it's a nice way to feel um you know and and was there a time of that you can look back on as to when you began to want to dress differently has it always been a part of your life or was there just a, a change in my I, I can pinpoint a few times mine was mostly gradual mm-hmm. but i do have an identical sister right <laughs> so that was a that was probably one of the biggest things mm-hmm. is when what we were both old enough to say that no we don't want to wear the same thing we don't want oh, to look wow. like each other we don't want to wow. i want so <laughs> that's probably where it started yeah. those change that would have been very minimal and it mm-hmm. probably wasn't as i was you know in university where i was like wait a minute mm-hmm. there's a whole lot more options that i don't have to i don't have to wear the same things that everybody else is right. is wearing i don't have to you know go to the mall and buy the same things that are, so it, it take it took a while mm-hmm. um i but it probably started from me being identical to it and she would probably say the same thing she was here <laughs> and if we asked her because she also has her own she she is extremely stylish uh, like in a very different way than you are mm-hmm. but it is yeah. It is a bit weird to be like, I remember my partner saw a picture of Cheryl and was like, what? <laughs> he was like, that's, but what, what, why does Charmaine look like that? And I was like, yeah. no, that's Cheryl. <laughs> yeah. And yourself? Um, I don't think that there was ever a point that I didn't, because of the way that I was raised, mm-hmm. um, my father, like I mentioned yeah. prior, is a musician, um, and my mother was a ceramic artist. So I grew up in a household that was always very like free flowing, like be yourself, be different outside the box, be, you know, whatever you want to Mm -hmm. be basically. And it turned out that like in my head, I just exist in this wild world of whimsy all the time. Um, And when I try to fit in, it looks wrong. And I feel like people could tell that about me pretty early on so I wasn't I'm all about authenticity right I always have been so I feel like I would 
I would feel this ingenuous to present something of myself that was what people expected mm-hmm. because we I just can't. And there's, there, <laughs> there's photo evidence to prove that. The, <laughs> at the end of our last, so our episode three, which is released today, at the yes. end of our episode two, we had said, because at the end of every episode, we'll give each other mm-hmm. a challenge, but also that challenge is extended to anybody else. Who yeah, wants to right. But the challenge at the end of episode two was to try an aesthetic that you wouldn't typically wear. Mm. Well, Sarah sent me a picture <laughs> of the aesthetic that she would not typically wear. I was like, who is this person? Yeah. I don't know. No. There's all kinds of wrong. It's yeah. wrong. It's yeah. wrong. There was nothing, and, and this is the thing, there was nothing, there was nothing bad about the outfit. Mm-hmm. There was nothing um, like unesthetically pleasing about the outfit. Mm-hmm. It was perfectly fine. It was just 100% not Sarah. Wow. Yeah. Just not Sarah yeah. at all. I'm like, mm, no, I, 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 no, don't like this. Yeah, it's just no. I I remember I was in like grade one or maybe mm-hmm. even kindergarten, and I wanted to wear. I had this Little Mermaid, and again, this will age mm-hmm. me. Uh, I had this Little Mermaid nightgown um, that I thought great dress. My mom was like, "That's a nightgown," um, and I was like, "Well, I'm gonna wear it to school anyway." And she, being you know the free flow and do what you want your body your yeah. choice kind of parent that she was, was like. Have at it. Yeah. I probably was at school for like 10 minutes and someone was like, why are you wearing a nightgown? And I was just like, it's a dress. Right. Um, and it was just one of those things where I just didn't like, I just didn't care. Like, I just profoundly do not care what people think about me. Yeah. And I think that that has served me well in my like fashion journey. I'm finding, I'm finding the nightgown story particularly amusing right now because um as i'm sitting here i'm thinking that's exactly what i did at thrift store on saturday i bought a pair of men's pajama pants i was like nobody's gonna know their pajama yeah. pants except how they know because i just told everybody <laughs> that they went there um, and i just continued my trend of wearing nightwear as clothing for forever <laughs> i think what and what i hear from that is a mom allowing you to be who you want to be yes. and be expressive that way and yeah. i think that's incredibly special to have that because there's you know there's there's things that we want to do but then there's people that allow us to be comfortable in doing those things to help support not allow us but just support of that way uh you obviously uh you know you have partners in your life that obviously <laughs> are comfortable in some <laughs> days allowing that to be that yeah. way too which is, is incredibly important yeah again you know i share the, the bugs bunny cartoon and what that meant for me looking back at the time um but for me as well, for 20 years, I was a suit and tie guy mm-hmm. every day, eight days. And I thought that was the way to the point that when I ran the company for decades, I would insist that you had to wear a shirt and tie mm-hmm. everywhere you went. And looking back, that lifestyle that I lived was killing me, killing me to the point because I was living a clenched life, mm-hmm. um, a stressful life and not a free flowing life. And when I say clenched, I mean arteries clenched, literally killing me. And the feeling that I had to impress upon others, my views through my clothing Mm -hmm. was not the right way. And it was wrong. And what I thought was right was not right. I didn't have to wear a suit and tie every day. Mm -hmm. And you don't have to as well. Uh, And when I came out of that phase, I came to a point where you know, as I grew up and dated, I'm going to date myself now, you know, rock stars were like superheroes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, Van Halen and David Lee Roth jumped in the air and did the splits and guitars and things like that. And, uh, you know, looking back, I thought that was freedom. That was, you know, that was doing what you wanted to do. And now that's what I do mm-hmm. and what I want to do and how I want to be happy. And, and most of my attire now will be a rock t-shirt. Mm-hmm. I had a charity one point in time where I encouraged people to wear rock t-shirts to work and the money would go to women's shelters. Yeah, everybody is. Everybody. It was tough to get them. They were on board, but it was tough because they would have to go to their employers and wear a rock t-shirt and then pay five dollars to do uh-huh. that and go to class. Again, it was just a little feeling, but they felt great. They would share pictures. They felt like a rock star. And again, I think about those things because it's so impactful now looking back the clothes that we decide to wear, Mm -hmm. the expressiveness, Mm -hmm. um, the history behind it, the biology behind Mm -hmm. it, the sub psychology behind it. It is incredible. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I, and again, I, 
I commend you for, for where we're going with this journey, <laughs> for where we're going. Well, we, we talk a lot about how you can be appropriate in situations like in your workplace or in family gatherings, in wherever, because there is etiquette around fashion. In all mm-hmm. aspects of fashion, we see etiquette, society deems things appropriate or not. And I think that some of them are totally fine and understandable and realistic. But should dress codes exist? Probably not. Because there's a way to do things like wear your rock t-shirt in a way that is professional and respectful and, you know, in keeping with how things should go. Mm -hmm. So it it is really restrictive, I think, to to set these little narrow boxes for people, yes. um, which is kind of something that we've always always talked about how to like find ways to work it in so mm-hmm. that it's palatable for yeah. people and you yeah. kind of work it up. Yeah. I think right now the the direction and the journey of of your podcast can change so many things um, around acceptance and around comfort levels around so many things because a lot of our psychology is deep within us Uh, our paradigms have not been something that we've chosen they've been something that we have grown up around Mm -hmm. um, and what we believe to be right and wrong Mm -hmm. and it can be anything from the colors that uh, affect us Mm -hmm. Uh, blue being personal you know, red being exciting, mm-hmm. things like this. And the more we understand them, the more that we can at least appreciate how somebody else is going to react to the clothing that we wear. Mm-hmm. Not only just how we want to wear it, but also just to be aware of the, some of the things that are embedded in others, right or wrong. Mm-hmm. And I just think that the platform that you've created now and the conversation piece is going to be amazing. Thank you. I'm a firm believer in if you see somebody like there is somebody that you see out in the world could be a random stranger i i try to do this as much as possible if i see somebody Mm. that is wearing something that i genuinely think is awesome that i think is great i will tell them you have no idea what that one thing could do to somebody's young children in particular like teenagers that are like experimenting with their style i always like to if they're kind of out of the box i'll be like oh my god that looks so cool because that'll give them the sort of gusto that they need to keep going and positivity is really the only way that you're going to progress that step forward and deconstructing like the negative expectations mm-hmm. of society I guess and that's something that we like to talk a lot about as well like we um talk about how fat phobia is re- rooted in racism yes. and like really deeply mm-hmm. ingrained in fashion and how clothing is consumed and stuff and the patriarchy, patriarchy yeah we talk we talk a lot about just, how just how there's a lot of internalized misogyny yeah. in the way people are expected to dress in our society and stuff so we we look at it not just through like a because fashion can be very vain and it can be Mm -hmm. very surface and I feel like a lot of people feel that way but we were like let's get into the the roots of of this and dig around in there which is something that I think we've both deconstructed a lot like individually but also together and let's be clear we're gonna you know we're gonna touch the surface of this thing. it's not we're not gonna cover the you know the the, the iceberg underneath. Yeah, well you that's know. why you should listen to the podcast absolutely we're not gonna give it all to you today yeah we want you to go and we uh, and i want you to be able to to uh, listen to this and certainly we're going to provide avenues for you to do so later on but that's the key here. We're just going to touch on little things. There is so much here. Oh There's gosh. so much I hidden. There's so much that needs to be talked about. And I'm also hoping that this is not going to be the last time <laughs> that we discuss things here on, on this uh, avenue as well. Because even from things like mating, you know, the, uh, the peacock would spread its colors in mm-hmm. times of wanting to mate, mm-hmm. and the 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 attractiveness that individuals will find from colors versus darks, uh, in times of this, like there's so much here that needs to be unpacked. Not here today, obviously, <laughs> because we won't be able to do that. But even little things like that, or um, you know, business was always business, as in suit business, mm-hmm. those was always viewed as blue. Mm-hmm. And, and colors that way and uh, and seeing that statistically um, 
women may wear red as being more attractive, people will actually leave a greater tips if a, a waitress or waiter were wearing red versus mm -hmm. white. It's amazing the There's colors that are subconsciously. I don't, know, I don't know where I'm thinking where mm -hmm. this came from, but I feel like I might have heard this on one of the way too many true crime podcasts. That I listen yes. to. There's also certain colors that um, lawyers will suggest yes. for people to wear. Yes. Their yes. For there's it's certain it's, colors yeah. that apparently. Oh, yeah. Warm. There's so much behind that. I guess for lack of a better word. Yeah. yeah. There's so much like in color theory is a real thing. It does exist. Um, and it is very deep and very detailed you could never get into the whole thing but the the server thing is so funny because my partner um was uh in the restaurant industry for 15 years an extremely extremely successful server and bartender and he definitely was like if i wear these things yeah. this way i will get more yeah. and it's the way you wear your hair it's all perception mm -hmm. and different people are like visually attracted to different things so it's very interesting to especially if you yeah. pay a lot of attention to people the way that i think we both do um you end up being like oh i can pick out why this person thought and it happens to me all the time because i tend to get labeled as like unintelligent or ditzy or like you know because i'm whimsical <laughs> yeah. um but i had a, a young girl when I was working in customer service, um, I mentioned my daughter and she was like, you don't look like a mom. And I was like, that's kind of the point. Yeah, a mom can be so many things. And I was like, that is the point. That is why I do the things that I do. So my daughter, who's nine, mm -hmm. knows that she can be kind of Whoever she wants to be. Oh, and she's already. Uh, yeah. She's already. She's already. <laughs> well on her way. I. She's so fashionable. A, a, a printed jumpsuit that I thought the thrift store was like. I love this print. I love the colors. <laughs> it's amazing. I'm like, uh, I'm what plan am I on? This is never going to fit me. Who did it fit? Sarah Sutter. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, she'll love it. I know she will. Yeah. And she did. Really, yeah. I. She's um, Alice as well on her way. Yeah. I, I, again, I think um, some of the things you mentioned too um, is the fashion side of things the vanity the main fashion has to be expensive mm -hmm. uh, all those kind of things i'm sure that, you know <laughs> that are going to be mentioned later yeah. on and those kind of things but touch on that a little bit because i know that um a lot of your style comes from thrifting mm -hmm. uh and i think that is incredibly incredibly cool um i have you know i have done that myself and on small little ends but you know to uh, and, and I feel so cool about it. I, I even look at things like you know, like it's reloved again. But um, uh, you know, I'm getting to know you now. Um, but I have been amazed at Charmaine's sense of style. Um, and and uh, and by the way, uh, full disclosure, the best closet you have oh, ever seen. Unreal. <laughs> the best yeah. closet you have yeah. ever seen. Um, uh, unbelievable also known as our recording studio. yeah or yeah. the closet recording studio that's even in itself wherever you can take a closet video and align it with a star wars scene <laughs> it's a really cool closet um yeah. uh, but it's um obviously you know there's style doesn't have to be expensive no um, not not at all and it's thrifting is a, is a really easy way to experiment so mm -hmm. if you're trying to figure out what your style is if you don't know what it is mm -hmm. you don't know what you want it to be but you're trying to navigate and figure out where you want it to land thrifting is a great way to do it because yeah. you can you can take those chances that you may not necessarily take otherwise mm -hmm. if it doesn't work out it's not the end of the world yeah. at least you tried it you gave it a shot but you can take all of those chances you're not in, you're not making any major investments in something if it doesn't work yeah mm -hmm. We talk a lot about accessibility in fashion um, and, you know, it's something that we try and facilitate because we host clothing swaps and things like that. Um, so it really doesn't have to be expensive at all. And you host? Clothing swaps? Yeah. So yeah. we've done, wow. we've done two or three, three, five. What? <laughs> okay. <All right>. It's <laughs> five. <laughs> okay. We've been doing it for like almost three years. So something, have to, clearly, we have clearly to know more math, about that. 
the math is not working out for me. Anymore. <laughs> uh, essentially, what we've done um, five times now, whoops, is so if there's because there's always things that are coming into my closet, as you yes. well know, but there's also always things that are coming out. Yes. Same with Sarah Ann. Mm -hmm. Same with a lot of other people that we know. So essentially, what we've done is we will get all of those people together mm -hmm. with all of those piles of clothes that they think are going to make their way yeah. out. Everything goes into a pile. So you come with the clothes that you no longer wear. Mm -hmm. You hopefully then leave with a whole bunch of other things that you will wear. Mm -hmm. So we just basically put it on a, all in a pile and everybody swaps and, you know, yeah. like now. Honestly, my the most fun of it for me is every time somebody picks up something that was mine, I feel the need to tell them the story behind it and why I bought it and where it came from. We're big on the personal yeah. experience. And so, sometimes which like, maybe I just need to, I just need to shut up and just let them look at it and try it on. But I can't. I have to tell them the story. That's why we love thrifting because of the story. We're all about the the folklore of how we get dressed. Yeah, I like. I want to know the stories behind you know somebody else's like I the. Not too long ago at the thrift store, I'm sure I stumbled across somebody's aunt's or grandmother's like, yeah. you know, caftan selection was like, I wanna know, I wanna know this person's story. I wanna know where these exactly. where these clothes were before me. I love that because that you just mentioned that word, then you touched on it as well, the story. Uh everybody can relate to a story. Mm -hmm. And when you can relate to it, then you can see yourself in that story. Mm -hmm. And just those little nudges, those little changes as well. Um, I think that's that's a a pinnacle of life to be able to move forward is understanding stories. I wanted this podcast to be a sharing of stories that others can relate to that allows them to be able to live the best version of their lives. And that's clothes tell the story. Mm -hmm. My, if I look back on my short fashion stints, whether it was suits and t-shirts and what I wanted to wear, um, it was a story telling of, of my life. Mm -hmm. And, and again, as you know, where we started, where you're going, where now you want to go um, with your podcast, I can also see that it's also a story for you. You're yeah. coming together, your connections, you're, you're also bringing people together as well. And, and I think that's incredibly important for those that are listening and going to listen that, um, you know, this is also about really true authenticity. Yeah. And the great thing about stories is stories can change Yeah, all the time. And within fashion, you can definitely see there's always, if you ask, even if people are not fashionable, if you ask them, do you have a, a an article of clothing that it sticks out in your mind, either someone wore it or you wore it or something, everybody has one. Everybody has a clothing story. If it's Nan's apron when she baked bread, if it's you know, the sweater you put on every time you were sad. If it was your boyfriend's varsity jacket he gave you in high school, everybody has a clothes related story, you know? Um, and that's where we kind of wanted to like drag that out of not just personal experience, but history. Like why, why do we do the things we do? Mm -hmm. Why are you wearing that? <laughs> there's why so many reasons. That? And it's not just, you know, there's, it's so deep. So much deeper than most. I just I just had a goosebump moment <laughs> uh, listening to that. My dad was a police officer. I remember him taking that police hat and putting it on me. And you know I looked I looked to him every day like a superhero. Uh, and you know how then things were molded for me in my life. My nan was incredibly special to me, and uh, and I can picture her now. You know what she would wear, and uh, all those things that obviously had meaning to me. Um, and just how much how you know um impactful every day what we wear is yeah and, and why are we wearing it and getting dressed is something you do every single day so maybe think about a lot yeah. and every day and what you can do to be more authentically yourself and it's it's and incredible enjoy it. yeah. when you lay things out for the next day yeah. you know just little things like that like you know for me if it, if it is if i know i'm uh, you know, scheduled to have a, you know, to meet this person, connect with this person. I may lay those, well, I do lay those things out. I do myself. And it makes me excited then to, to not only do that, but to be able to move forward. I'll have a good sleep that night. I'll wake up early the next day. And then of course, you know, my life is, is moving from there. You mentioned something else, uh, Charmaine, which kind of stuck with me today. And you mentioned it as well. When you're weird or different, or dressing really cool. Um, and a lot of people are expressive through tattoos as well and, and, and things like that. I mean, is it okay for somebody who may not have that cool look to say to someone? Gosh. Um, my God, I love what you're wearing. Absolutely. I 
I would like to do that for other people. So yeah. I would hope that, yes. yes, there's something that I wear out in the world. Because I really... So for me, it's tone. It's all about intention. Right. And as someone who is heavily tattooed, you can't mm -hmm. see it right now, yeah. but it, it's hidden. Yeah. Um, there is always a way to say things that is complimentary. Mm -hmm. And there's a way to say things that are potentially discomforting. Right. So if, if you are like you know sidling up to someone and being right. like hey baby yeah. you look real real hot in that outfit or whatever that's not the right way to do it but if you say wow that looks really cool or just like again it's it's all about intention it's all about delivery um and like i i always say to people like i don't dress this way so people don't see me like right. yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's kind yeah. of it it's like yeah, you have eyes. You can see that I'm looking differently than you. Same with you. And it's like, we expect that. I expect people to come in. Do you expect people to come in? Or I'm never surprised that they do. Right. Not that I yes. expect them to, but it's never a shock. Like you wouldn't yeah. be surprised. No. And I, and I say that um, because today um, there was somebody that had served me. They had a really cool haircut. Um, you know, she had... Uh, you know, beautiful tattoos, really cool sense of style. And I, I was like, I want to, I want to, I want to say that's cool. I don't have the bravery to, <laughs> to have the tattoos. And, and I've often felt that there was times, and I know it's tattoo clothing, but again, we're talking about expression mm -hmm. of who we are with our true authenticity. Tattoos are part of fashion for sure. Yeah. It, it, and I, and I, and like, how many times have I looked and I, I felt like I looked away because I didn't <laughs> want to feel like I was looking, gawking. And, and I say this from a place of openness, I wanted to say, like, that's cool. Um, and sometimes we're caught because if we say something nice, it is taken the wrong way. And I'm glad that you cleared it up as far as how it's presented. Yeah. Um, I wanted to tell her today, like, your style is really cool. But I held back. And, and I was wondering then, like, is it something that's welcome? And obviously it is, uh, as opposed to, you know, no, it's not. Yeah, I, again, I think it's all about intention. It's mm -hmm. about tone. It's about setting it's about you know there are lots of instances where if someone came up to me and said something I might be uncomfortable because right. of how or where or what or why we're doing whatever right. um, but then there's a lot of times where it wouldn't bother me at all so mm -hmm. it really all depends again and it, it's different for everybody right. too um, but I like rocking I like groovy Anytime anybody's like, your Crocs are awesome. Yeah, <laughs> <that's> <laughs> like, you look and, dope for And by the way, that? they are awesome. How often is that one, Mom? And this is, this is, this is where yes. Sarah and I, this awesome. is where Sarah and I differ. This is, because this, this is my line. These, these are my lines. You don't like my Crocs? You don't like my spiky Crocs? But I love that you like them. Yeah. I mean, I, and again, it's, 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 your idea of fashion or your idea of your representation is jeans and t-shirt mm -hmm. awesome yeah absolutely. great super cool like we're we're as much as we want people to be free and open with themselves sometimes uh, i when i was a burlesque performer i always used to tell my students uh modesty empowers some and uh, nudity empowers others, mm -hmm. which kind of applies to fashion as well. It's yeah. like so, sometimes being reserved makes you feel safe, makes you feel comfortable. Awesome. That's so cool. Looking the way I look makes me feel safe, makes me feel comfortable. And we always want people to to value that about themselves. It's like if, you're, if your vibe is not wild and out there, there's a way to do that too. Yeah. You find yourself at your any mind. time grabbing something. And putting it back, not because you don't feel good about it, or like in the sense of, or okay, you haven't decided on it, or it doesn't fit your mood, but putting it back because where you're going doesn't allow for, or doesn't allow for you to feel like you can wear it at that yeah. point in time. Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh. Those, and this is a conversation that Sarah and I have also had before, um, when it comes to cultural appreciation mm -hmm. versus cultural appropriation. Mm -hmm. There is a part of my brain that is just automatically will gravitate to things that are printed that culturally have nothing to do with where I came from whatsoever. Right. For some reason, I just think they can be the most beautiful things I've ever seen. Mm. But then I also realize that there is a level of appropriateness that some of those things are not meant for me. Right. Mm -hmm. yeah. And 
they're just not meant for me. Yeah. I can appreciate them and I can think that they're beautiful and I can enjoy them, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they are meant for me to wear. There's again, so much to unpack and we can't do it. Uh, and we're not meant to do it. You're, you're, <laughs> you're not getting all the podcasts in one. Yeah. Just, not you're way. not getting all the, but I, I see what you mean also about like editing for the space that you're in. And mm -hmm. I do think we've talked about that a lot as well, where you talk about, um, making your fashion appropriate for yeah. places and again, making it palatable in small ways. I think of it as courage in one aspect, because there's many times we'll all grab that blazer and I want to wear it, mm -hmm. but then I don't feel, I don't feel like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to get made fun of. Oh, it, again, <laughs> this is, you know, I don't, we, we sometimes don't have to, the, the courage. Yeah that you may have at this point in time in, in, in that world oh, of fashion and you're incredibly fashionable. I didn't always have it either. Okay. Yeah. I didn't always yeah. have it. Um, like my parents are fantastic. They're great. They mm -hmm. sometimes they'll look at my closet now and wonder where I came from. Like yeah. They just shake their heads and they just can't quite figure it out, but it's funny to them, which is now funny to me. So there are times, certain family occasions where, you know, I will wear something that I know they're going to make fun of just because yeah. it's just our shape now. That's just what right. it is. But it wasn't always that way. Like there were definitely times where I was like, I can't wear that. People are going to look at me like I'm nuts. But mm -hmm. then it just that it then became, oh well. Right. If people look at me like I'm nuts, oh well. Yeah, and you it, can't you just you can't will yourself out of insecurity. Like that just doesn't no. happen. But you can find small ways. Like my act of rebellion is different from somebody else's act of rebellion, right? Yeah. Or like what I view as courageous or scary is not the same. Fear is different for everyone. So if you if your step is, you know, maybe I'll not wear the blazer this time, but maybe I'll wear it out somewhere where I know it's going to be more right. like that. And then yeah. you wear it and then you're like, oh, people have seen me wear this blazer before. Right. They'll be expecting it. And it's kind of finding ways to, again, make it palatable, ease people in. This <laughs> is, there, uh... can, there can be a certain level of fake it till you make it. Yeah, so seriously. Sometimes, I, sometimes <laughs> when I think about my own journey, it's, it's a bit of a chicken and egg scenario because I wonder which came first, the confidence to wear it or just wearing it anyway. But one always fed into the other. Right. I don't have the part of my brain that feels embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know her. <laughs> <laughs> that part is been shut off. Oh, um, just I don't think it was there to begin. <laughs> yeah, like I, I thought I was being risky with a couple of bracelets today, and, and um, no, I, I I say that because you know there are people that want to express themselves, and there's so many you know avenues, venues, writing and speaking, and even to have the courage to start a podcast is something as well that again, I believe nudges others along, nudges others along, and as which is what I want this medium to be. Um, and, and if there's somebody out there that wants to express themselves in maybe a more safer way through fashion, um, I think it's incredible. Yeah. I mean, we come with this is, we're doing this ride one time and uh, to be able to enjoy it and be happy and be happy around the people that we've been. I, I commend uh, your families. Uh, I really do. I, I think it's incredible courage to be able to allow um, us to be ourselves. Mm -hmm. uh, and I'm hoping that that's, you know, something that we're able, you know, able to do as well. Um, we, we really are devoted to creating safe spaces wherever we go, which is kind of like has been our ethos of our entire friendship and of our life and of the spaces we create. It's like, we need more safe spaces in the world and we can be that mm -hmm. publicly and for ourselves and our friends and our family and stuff. And we were allowed to have that in our support system. Mm -hmm. So providing that for other people and maybe if people understand why we wear the things we wear, they'll be like, oh, well, that's not so weird or crazy or different. They'll be like, oh, okay, I get it. Like maybe it's not for me, but I at least get it, mm -hmm. which I think is where like our, the people in our life who maybe were not on board to begin with and like we we even our closest like my sisters will be like that's this is a new level of unhinged even, even you sometimes will be sometimes. like yeah that's why and, and nick is the same sometimes nick will be like mm. <laughs> oh yeah. uh, not george i gotta say he's just along for the ride he's just there to have fun and he will wear any shirt that i buy him so i appreciate that about him. um <laughs> 
you you mentioned the word uh, a safe place, and I think I just want to leave that there a little bit um, because we all want to have that safe feeling, and um, I want us to understand a little bit, just a little bit, about you two people because you are incredibly special. Um, I my cheeks have hurt so much here today, <laughs> listening, laughing, um, and I want to ask more. I do, but I also want to make sure that that you know. Um, we are leaving people thinking that there is a correlation or a relationship between what we choose to wear and being in a safe place and doing so. Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to incredibly encourage everyone to continue to listen to the podcast um, of and, and continue to ask not just those that you see, why are you wearing that? Uh, not in, in that type of way, but why are you wearing what you're wearing and why would you like to wear something different and um or again different in the sense of, of what you may have been in the past uh i love the knowledge of of and the notion of a safe place i really want to stay there with that mm -hmm. in a safe place um because everyone brightens up a room someone they enter and someone they leave <laughs> and you both brighten up every room that you enter. I know that from the relationship I have with Charmaine, getting <laughs> to know you, Sarah, and it's incredible. I, I feel blessed today, um, just just sitting here and listening and, and truly, and I want to continue to ask. I really do, I want to hear more, I want to go deeper. Um, I, um, and I'm hoping that you will come again and sit and talk That's again. Um, but I also just want to commend uh, the notion that the relationship you have to be able to allow people to be authentic and, and to be safe is an incredible, incredible blessing. Oh, thank you. But you're not getting away that easy. <laughs> oh. Because, oh, and knowing that there's a beautiful podcast, we also want to know who's behind the podcast, uh, the people that you are. And I've got a couple of quick questions and I want you to think anything about them, but we want oh, those right people right. uh, <laughs> to know a little bit about the people that are here next to me. So let's have some fun. Um, and in the meantime, um, don't give any thought to it. Let it roll. Uh, what motivates you? You got this for me? Other people. Other people. <laughs> that is, I believe that with all of my soul. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would say my family and, you know, being, yeah, my family, just the people in my life really motivate me as well. And, and you know, betterment is Beautiful. something that I always go for. Yeah. What's one idea that you think and you, we could implement today that would make life just a little more easy? Making mistakes. Mm, it's not that big yeah. deal. Allow mm. people to make mistakes. Also, just stop judging people <laughs> like just just stop worrying about what other people are doing and worrying more about what you're doing Absolutely. and then you'll probably feel a lot better <laughs> yeah. um okay what's your superpower Ooh, color can color be my superpower <laughs> yeah it can be absolutely uh like what is the superpower that i think i have or what would i like to have oh you can share both okay yeah, so absolutely. the superpower that i think i have is like um just an aggressive need to fix everything. Like I, I'm a problem solver. I find yeah. a way out of every scrape, every jam, mm -hmm. find a way to fix it. My God, right. I might yeah, yeah. I'm really good at getting out of adversity. That's my favorite thing to do. But I think my the superpower I would like to have is um, like telepathy. I'd like to be able to read people's minds. Well, no, thank More you. than I already can. Well, I grew up with 70s comics and we could always <laughs> uh, order in the x-ray glasses. So. <laughs> Trust me, they were they were quite popular in the time. Um, okay, what's your kryptonite? You have a superpower. You gotta have a kryptonite. Uh, my kryptonite is probably uh, overthinking. Uh, yeah, also overthinking, anxiety. Yeah, bipolar yeah. <laughs> disorder is my kryptonite. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Um, okay, uh, tiny bit of little fun. Oh, I'm keeping this one for the last one. Uh, but um, do you have a favorite movie? I have a couple of favorite movies. Yes. I have, um, let's see, I'll give you the top three. Mm -hmm. 
Raiders of the Lost Ark, mm-hmm. yes. Casablanca, mm-hmm. Gladiator. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Because yeah. you said movie, not series. So. Right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, guys and Dolls, <laughs> Chicago, and uh, all of the Baz Luhrmann movies. So uh, Moulin Rouge, yeah. Great Gatsby, yeah. uh, Romeo plus Juliet, like all anything. That says Baz a lot. Yeah. That says a lot. <laughs> and who would play you in the movie? Winona Ryder. Oh, right off. Right, <laughs> came right out swinging. <laughs> I'm gonna need some help with this one. I don't know. Uh, oh, um, May Martin, Canadian comedian May Martin, or um, it, when you're elderly, it'll be Iris. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Depends. Yeah, uh, or uh, maybe like Allison, not Allison Brie, Brie Larson. Good ones, real good ones. Um, what would you do in the event of a zombie apocalypse? Oh, I'd die. <laughs> I wouldn't, I don't think I'd fight it. I think I'd do it. <laughs> no, I'd, call, I'd call Sheila and be like, listen, yeah. you're moving into Costco. Yeah. yeah. Where are your keys? Lock the doors. I mean, you have everything you need. Although my partner did create the blueprints for like a self sustained tiny home. He's an electrical engineer. Um, so he's like completely created our off grid living. Um, and I've been low key prepping for like my whole life. So maybe I would be okay. It sounds like we're going there. Yeah. Sounds like we're going there. Uh, just a couple more. Um, tell me something about you that no one knows. No one knows. Because there's no one's listening. We're only global. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. And you can't know because no one knows. No one knows. Hi, hmm. I'm such an open book. I can't keep my mouth shut long enough for anyone <laughs> no, to no, not have anything. No, you keep it going. What is it? Uh, I really don't know. I talk so much. <laughs> yeah, that's a hard one. That's a really hard one. No one knows. Um. Oh, I have never seen the, no, I have, um, oh, oh, I told, I told my partner I thought Rudy was boring, but really, I thought it was really emotional and I loved it. (laughs) Or I acted like it was way more bored while we were watching it than I was. I know it's really it's really and I love Sean Astin so much but I I definitely like underplayed how much I like that movie um and that was not fair because I really liked it a lot (laughs) I like sports movies more than I care to admit I think it's a good good (laughs) I did think of something that most likely no one knows and it's probably because it was something that I didn't really want to admit at the time uh, and Steve, this may surprise you, knowing mm. what you know now. The first time that I was going to coach at the gym, yeah. I was absolutely, can I swear, terrified. Oh, I. Oh, I, I knew that. I think you told me that. When did I become this person? Yeah. I don't know enough about this to t- to teach this. Yeah. Your imposter syndrome is that's, real. Thank you. Yeah. Imposter syndrome is real. And I've shared that here, uh, just how terrified I was walking in there at my age 48 at the time, and um, and how unbelievable uh, of a person and a coach that you are. Uh, for me to be able to walk in barefoot, 48 years old, into and be the second oldest no longer the oldest person in there uh is incredible to make me feel uh, yeah, it's not me i know it's not me no, it's, not, <laughs> no. Uh, it's our beautiful beautiful friend um and uh, I'll, I'll keep his his name his name <laughs> um under because he certainly doesn't look older than me um okay last couple here we go uh if we're sitting here a year from now celebrating what a great 12 months it's been for you in this life. What does life look like? I'm actually happy to say it doesn't look a whole lot different than Excellent. it is right now. Beautiful. Yeah, me Beautiful. too. I think um, I've spent the honest. last year like rebuilding myself from the ground up, yeah. and like you've you've witnessed it. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Shape shifting is what I like to call it. Um, and yeah, I'm just so like having a great time. I love it. I've said, uh, and again 
life is really good when it's really boring. <laughs> yeah. Why it's just, chill? Yeah, we're just moving through. We're enjoying what we're doing in life, and that's incredible. Okay, last one. And this really, I had this written <laughs> before this podcast. Uh, what was the last costume you wore? <laughs> Is not every outfit the opportunity to yes. wear a costume? <laughs> the, I mean, the, what I find really funny about costumes, and well, the last time I did wear a costume was probably Halloween. Uh-huh. It was Halloween. Uh-huh. And yes, it was a costume, but that Halloween and every Halloween before that, last oh, however many years, mm-hmm. I have managed to come up with a costume simply by going into my closet and putting things together in a way that they didn't go together before. I did put on makes a costume every time. I did put on the dress that I'm making for my birthday party, which I guess like a lot of people would call a costume. Um, but yeah, I wear costumes. Every I day. Love this it. is my people costume. I love it. <laughs> I have three uh, raccoons in a trench coat. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna leave you with this. We all have five choices in our life. We can be bad at what we do. We can be average at what we do. We can be good at what we do, or we can be excellent or we can be elite. Everybody has a choice as to what they want to do and how they want to do it. Because in order to be excellent or elite, you got to do special things. You got to have special commitment and drive and passion to do the things at a high level on a high standard all the time. It doesn't matter what God given ability you have that can probably make you good but without the rest of it. I'm not sure you ever get excellent or elite. Thank you so much for joining us today. Um, Charmaine, Sarah, and I love the podcast. And I'm going to continue to ask you, why are you wearing that? Um, we would expect no less. And we will continue <laughs> to answer. Yeah, we will continue and to I'm answer. really excited to see where this goes because I think there's some real deep things that can be expressed and allow everybody to live the one life that they get. Um, we are continually live on um, various mediums. And we encourage you to continue to stop by those. But we would ask you to like, share, and subscribe, not only to this podcast, but to the podcast. Why are you wearing that? Available on Spotify. Absolutely. Uh, And we are live on YouTube, Apple, iTunes, Google, Podbean, Spotify, Amazon, Alexa, and iHeartRadio. Continue to live the one life you have. Thank you. I also have a rat.